it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 Community Managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on Ordinary Money. Did you know that more award space has been popping up than what we've seen in years? Rather than spending hours per trip searching on your own, let Thrifty Traveler Premium's Army of Flight Analysts do the work for you with their customized premium alerts. Whether using miles or points, or you're just looking for a cheap cash flight, Thrifty Traveler Premium will send customized alerts just for you from your selection of home airports, like 43,000 round trip to Japan. Want business class instead? They have you covered there too for 60,000 points one way. Other examples include Emirates Live Flat Business to Athens for 62,000 points, Air France KLM Business Class to Europe and North Africa for 30,000 points, and even their brand new Nerd Alert feature for unique first class service like Etihad Apartments or Cutter First Class. So if you want more premium deal award alerts sent straight to your inbox, Head on over to thriftytraveler.com and use promo code AT101 for $10 off your first year. And we're back for episode 49 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name's Joseph Petrovic. And I am Angie Sparks. How are you? I'm fantastic. We are wrapping up the year, trying to get everything done. Of course, as this episode airs, we will be into the New Year's, so Happy New Year's to everybody out there listening in the Award Travel 101 universe. Happy New Year's. Are you guys doing anything for New Year's Eve? We are, and I will get to that in our trip updates. So we have a ah. nice little stay planned for that. But before we get going, I think uh, we'll start with our post of the week. And I saw, I don't know if it's Ira or Ira, Cirques, Cirques, I'm not sure. I think quite. it's Ira for sure, but Ira. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And he followed up on a post, I believe I kind of started a chain event in the Award Travel 101 community where I kind of posted my travel stats and lots of people followed. There were, you know, tons of people who did some really cool things for 2023. And his post was like, hey, I'm wild at all the travel I see. I'm guessing a lot of the active travelers are taking four to six or more trips for the year. And he kind of questioned how long you typically are away for and says that they typically do two to four international trips a year, but theirs are a lot more slowly paced than mine, where mine tend to be a lot more trips, but a lot shorter times. And we'll get into that a little bit in the trips as well, because I have something that kind of came up, but his longest trip was 42 days away. And uh no. Ira does some pretty incredible photography as well. Shows a lot of great photos in the group. Curious what listeners think of the their travels and how they wrapped up their stats. But Angie, what do you think here? So I looked through the post and looked at a lot of the comments and a lot of people chimed in that they were kind of the same boat that I am, you know, for most of their two weeks. That's kind of their happy spot. And I think 12 days is the happy spot for me. It's long enough that you get away, you've got time, you enjoy it. And then I don't start getting too twitchy that I want to be home. I want to see my dog and my family and my friends and get back into my routine and 
you know, stop eating out every single meal. Um, <laughs> all the, you know, I love to not cook, but after a while, the clothes don't fit when you eat out every single meal. <laughs> so 12 days is probably my, my sweet spot. I was gone for 17 days for my safari and that was too long. And I think Bali came in right at 13 days, or I think it was truly 14 days with the, by the time I did my positioning flight and had to, I got back from JFK and that was that was good because we went to different places with that one. We moved around a lot. I'm definitely not a slow traveler at all. I'm not quite to the extent that you are. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not the just leisurely hang out in the hotel, chill by the pool. It's like, no, 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 no. I, I can do that at home. I want to go and see and I can sleep when I'm dead. So 12 days. Well, I'm I'm curious on listeners feedback and thoughts. And if you have anything to share, shoot us an email at contact at awardtravel at gmail.com or post in the Facebook community. We do have over a hundred thousand members there. And I'm curious how everybody else thinks about, you know, the post that Ira shared and, you know, the stats and what you look at, what's important to you. And on to the news. Angie, we have some new ways to book Hilton Free Night. Yes. So the first piece of news is that you can now book your Hilton Free Night awards via chat on the app or on, I guess, the website as well. This is, it's progress somewhat because, you know, a month ago, you had to actually call in to be able to use your Free Night certificate, unlike Marriott and IHG and anybody else where you can just click on redeem my award night. No, with Hilton, it's they did finally, I think last year or the year before, start showing in the app that you have a free <laughs> night certificate. So slowly but surely they're getting there. But you do have, you can do this through chat to book it. My issue with this, I love to see progress that they're moving forward and getting closer to the what, what century we're in, whatever. They're getting closer to the 21st. IT that we should have today. But I will typically connect a free night certificate either to another another night like a point stay or maybe I'm using a free night certificate and P2 we're using a P night a free night certificate out of P2's account. I'm going to have to call anyway because I need to have a representative link those reservations so that I don't have to change rooms and you know unlike Life Miles Hilton is actually pretty they're really delightful and they're usually very helpful and good to work with. One thing I did have had happen to me in the past, though, is that I have called and I have had reservations linked. All is good. And, you know, every, they say everything's fine. And then I get the email from Hilton that says, oh, or the alert in the app. Oh, go ahead and check in online. Don't do it because it ended up screwing up everything that they had linked and all the, you know, upgrades and everything just because I checked in online for maybe it was the free night certificate award or it was the points one. So. If you do have a connection of your reservations like that, ignore that message that you get from Hilton that says, oh, it's time to check in. Just be like, yeah, wait till I get to the desk. Thanks. I remember so, when you, I did this and I had uh, two nights booked at the tail end of a five night point stay and uh, I got the check in notice because I checked with the front desk and manager when I was doing my stay at the Conrad Fort Lauderdale and they had... They said they had everything linked and I got a check in and check out notice. And I said, wait a minute, what's this about? And I, I didn't even touch anything. I just went down to the front desk to 
to see what happened. And she's like, oh, you know, it messed up because the other part of it was, is there was a pretty hefty cash bill on the checkout of the point stay. And it was more than what the original cash rate was when I booked it. So they were taking points and charging my card. So there was some things that we had to straighten out, but we did get that all resolved. And thankfully it was not a big deal. There's actually a plus side to that is that I got some bonus points on spend that didn't really occur. I do remember that story. I have usually do have to go down the front desk and change keys and whatnot. Um, It's kind of like they have to close out one folio and open the new one, but at least I don't have to change rooms and that's the biggest concern. So the second piece of news that we have is Amex continues to be a Grinch and they have added more family language. This time they have added family language to the Marriott Bonvoy Bevy card because we can't have enough bees here. Basically, it's if you have gotten the Bonvoy Brilliant, you are no longer eligible to get a Bevy. So it's kind of following the same lines as the Delta cards and the other ones. You have to start with the lower tier cards and work your way up versus starting at the higher tier cards. There's Marriott's already so convoluted since both Chase and Amex have cards for Bonvoy that You know, if you have this card and it's been 90 days and the moon is full and it's a Tuesday, you can't get that (laughs) card. So it it, it's one of those anytime somebody asks if they're eligible, I have to actually go find a there's we have an award wallet article about are you eligible for it? And it's got a whole matrix in it of if you have this and this and that. And they just had to go and throw one more thing in there because it wasn't complicated enough. I'm not a huge fan of that card anyway, so I don't think it's a big miss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's such a weird card for a what would be a mid-tier sector card because it does have like a, what, it's like a $200, $250 annual fee or yeah. something like that. And no free night award certificate you have to spend yeah. in order to get it. So it's a very odd card. Perhaps the only big use for it is for the welcome offer and then time to move somewhere else, whether it's yeah. to cancel or to upgrade to the Bonvoy Brilliant card. Yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, so be go check the matrix to see if you're eligible for this, if it's something that you want. So what about the last piece of news there? Well, we have some changes at Built Rewards and some people are calling it a, we can go back to our Festivus episode, it's <laughs> evaluation because the points are not devalued. In fact, they've added more partners to continue adding value to the program. But from an elite standpoint, it's going to take more. There's going to be more to that to earn status. And they do have status similar to, you know, like earning a hotel status or an airline status where they have an entry-level blue status, silver status, gold status, and platinum status. And whereas the old status, you had so many points you had to earn. Now the new status is going to require more spending. And I think it gets out of the possibility of being able to earn it solely from rent itself. So you can't earn the top yeah. tier status with rent alone, whereas you could before under the old program. Whether that's a negative or a positive, I think people will find you know the things that work best for them. While they have those changes, which aren't as exciting for some of the miles and points people, one of the things that I think is really impressive about what Built's done, and there's no guarantee that they continue doing that, infinitely is that they've had, you know, some pretty impressive transfer bonuses on their rent day, which is the first of every month. 
And so, you know, we've had this, you know, Virgin transfer bonus or Flying Blue or some of these different airline partners. I think they have uh, three different transfer partners they have right now that you can get anywhere between a 75 and 150% transfer bonuses, you know, whereas our cards that we normally talk about with American Express or Chase or, you know, some of the other programs that used to, we used to use like Brex. All of these point systems were, were pretty exciting day if they had a 25, 30, 40% transfer bonus. Built is doing these transfer bonuses and they're doubling your points or sometimes multiplying it by two and a half if you had their high level status. So maybe you're not getting that welcome offer, but you're getting a lot more value for your points when you're transferring them to your partners and using them. It's kind of insane how much these transfer bonuses are. I'm just a lowly level blue member with Bill. I don't have the card. I just, you know, play the rent day game every, the first of every month, although I've missed the last couple months. I do, you know, like a few other things that they'll throw free points your way. But, you know, I know we're not supposed to, I know we don't speculatively transfer but I'm seriously, I've got, I don't know, 1,500 built points. I don't have a ton. But I am considering going ahead and transferring those over to Virgin with this thing. I'll get a 75% transfer bonus since I'm just a blue member. So it's not huge. But I'm, I keep kind of like holding off, hoping that I have a transfer bonus <laughs> to AA. Because they're the, like one of the, they're the only ones really that transfers to AA. And I can always use more of those. Um, whereas everybody can go to Virgin. So course, not everybody's going to go to Virgin at a 70% transfer bonus. It's one of those, you know, I'm not a, I don't have a card. I don't pay rent. I don't have any, you know, I don't have a need to have the card. So I don't really try to get built status or anything like that. But it certainly has a place in some people's wallet that they should look into it, especially since they transfer to AA and Hyatt. They've, they've got really good transfer partners. And we will leave a link in the show notes so you can read more on that. Uh, I think we'll hop on over to some trip updates. So, Angie, it looks like there's not nothing this time. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to change my mindset here because, you know, <laughs> as we talked about, you know, the whole house thing, I've got to, I have goals, I have the steps, everything that has to get done. So, I'm trying to look at it that this year is going to be an, an earning year. I'm going to be building my points balances since I'm not going to really be able to burn them. So of everything that I currently have booked, everything's getting canceled except for the meetup in San Antonio. <laughs> I will be doing that. I probably will still be doing the girls golf trip out to Montana in August. The, the Southwest schedule opened. So we've kind of got to, we've started talking about dates and nailing down how long we would be gone and that kind of fun stuff. But I might have a short little trip pop up soon. Uh, my son and daughter-in-law I actually need to call them because they are looking to get a lab rescue puppy. They actually had an interview in the home visit last night, like, because they're adopting a puppy, I guess, from this rescue. So they have to come and check their house and they had to fill out this questionnaire and they had to get interviewed. So anyway, if they end up getting the, the puppy, I may have to take a short little jaunt up there to see my <laughs> grand dog. <laughs> And plus, they've you know they've done a lot of work to the house that they just bought. I remember when we got our dog now, and she's like I don't know eight now or something like that. They both hopped in the car that day and they drove down here from college because they're like it's a puppy. I got to come see her. So I kind of feel <laughs> kind of feel the same way. So that's it. It's it's going to 
I'm going to live vicariously. I'm trying to change the mindset. I'm going to live vicariously and just earn a bunch of points. Well, and then it'll be better for a long term when you go to travel again because you'll have them. That's right. Oh. I will have a lot at that point. So what about your trips? So I have. Tell me. Let me, let me be envious. As uh, the episode airs, we'll have just uh, returned from a local staycation. We have New Year's Eve booked at the Ritz-Carlton in Cleveland. And I was able to use one of those free night award certificates that everybody says is not possible to get any value out of. But it was a 35,000 point free night award certificate. I was able to top it off with 10,000 points. Originally, it was topped off with more, but the point price kept coming down, even though the cash price didn't. So I got down to 10,000 points for that. And on top of that, New Year's Eve is going for around $1,000 a night at the Ritz-Carlton. So I'd say that's a pretty strong redemption on Marriott points. That's and, crazy. And I'll, I'll take it. So, you know, it's not perfect because they still get you for parking, but there isn't a resort fee at least. So... You know, we plan to at least celebrate out for the, I think, probably the first time ever as a couple. You know, we've done family trips on New Year's Eve and or over New Year's before. This is the first time we'll have been out on New Year's Eve. And then I had another trip that I don't know that's going to come together. I booked it all last night because my daughter has become very interested in violin. She's been practicing and become very passionate about playing the violin. Uh, started a little over a year ago, and now she's up to multiple lessons per week. She does uh, a symphony, youth symphony. She's doing uh, orchestra at school, and she has a YouTube group that she enjoys watching, but they're from Australia. And so what better way to do that than go see them uh, in Australia at the Sydney Opera House, except for oh my gosh. they're sold out at the Sydney Opera House. So their only available concert was in New Zealand, in Auckland. And I started playing around, well, what's the possibility that in a few weeks I can get this all put together? And surprisingly, it's a lot easier when you're close in. So I played around with some dates. You know, unfortunately, it's not going to be a long trip if we do it. We'd be leaving on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, unsure at this point, but there's business class availability both ways and coming back on a Sunday. So a lot of flying for two days and a concert. Yeah, it really is. Is she going to be up for that? She said she would be. She's never really shown that before, <laughs> but my wife is questioning that. She was she, At first she was like, yeah, yeah, do it. And then as she started thinking about it more, she's like, eh, maybe we should wait and see it. Maybe if they went to Europe or if they came to the United States because they've shown they've got some feelers out there for concert destinations in the future. And so I don't know, we'll see. I'll probably next episode we record, I'll have a better feeling for whether that goes through. But just the power of miles and points, something that there's no way in, in the world that we would have been able to do this in the manner that it's being booked for. Used a FHR credit to stay at the Park Hyatt for one of the night. And if I did the other, I would actually split it so that there's a night with an award in between. And so that I could use the January 1st FHR as well to put it in there and, <laughs> and double dip that credit. So get that. It puts it under $200 a night, plus there's a $100 credit. And that's to me with all the same benefits as Globalist. If for some reason they don't apply Globalist status to that booking, that I still get all the same benefits. 
and then $100 property credit as well. So again, we'll see how that all comes together. There's some interesting things that you know can be done with all these award programs, but that was what I figured I'd do and kind of see what happened. So if you go to New Zealand, will you then turn around and go to Australia the following month? You know, we've days. had some commu- uh, discussion in the community, and I really don't know. I'm still kind of up in the air, although I'm kind of leaning towards doing it, you know, just because I don't know. You know, of course, we said that I don't know when I'd ever go to that part of the world and hear something popped mm-hmm. up. And so going and doing it twice for just two days each time, what would you do? I mean, would people listening, I'm kind of oh, curious heck no. what people listening would do. Would you go to New Zealand in January for two days? And then fly back in March for two more days on the ground. That's an interesting question for listeners. And I'll let that leave them up to their, their thoughts. But I do have a business class both ways on both of those trips. So it is possible thanks to Seats.Arrow. Okay. Well, you, you have fun with that. I'm going to sleep in my bed <laughs> instead. <laughs> So with that, we got to pay for that somehow. So Angie, what bonuses did you get? So the bonus posted for the most recent business platinum card, 150,000 points. And it's weird because I kept stalking it every day. It was like, I knew I'd hit it. I knew I'd hit it. But with the holidays in there, it it was doing something, you know, it like screwing up the computer that it wasn't. So of course, it started making me stress out that I'm like, well, it is the fourth one. Maybe they're really not going to give me the bonus, even though I have all these things that say they're going to. And you know, all of a sudden I saw, logged in one day and it was like, bam, there it was. So that was pretty exciting. So that has posted. We are halfway through P2's Inc. Cash card. And this is another one I had mentioned on a previous, you know, way earlier that I had a zero APR on my Inc. Unlimited when I opened that. Well, he has a zero APR on this one. And I'm like, well, hey, I want to take advantage of this. So they gave him a really small credit limit on this card, but they had increased his credit limit on his Ink Unlimited without asking for it. It was just like, you're like, here, we're going to give you more. And I'm like, okay. So I secure message them or he secure message them <laughs> and ask them if he could just move some of that credit from the Ink Unlimited over to the Ink Cash. And they were like, absolutely, we're happy to do so. Here you go. We've moved it. So I'm like, okay, cool. So now we've got this zero APR for a year which is very timely with all of these expenses that we're going to have. I've got, I'm waiting on two quotes from painters for all the painting that has to happen inside the house. And I said something to the guy about, I'm like, well, you know, give me a quote for the cabinet separate from the house because, you know, maybe we'll do the house painting itself. And he looked at me because you're insane. You have too much trim. Don't even think about it. I'm like, okay, then. And the first question, of course, I asked him was like, do you take credit cards? And he goes, well, of course I do. I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, good. So I can use him. But anyway, so I've I've got a lot of stuff like that. But so I know I'm going to have a lot of major expenses coming up. So I'm kind of looking down the road at what other cards I want to get, trying to stay under 524. So in case there becomes an elevated sign-up bonus on a Sapphire, since I don't have one now and I'm eligible, I'd like to be able to grab that. So kind of just look into what business cards I might be able to get. I don't know. We'll see. That That's where I am now. But I know I have property insurance looming. So I'm kind of maybe eyeballing the Venture X business card, mm-hmm. except that's such a big spend. And my property insurance is expensive. But it's not quite that expensive. Yeah. So I don't know. 
not sure what I'm going to get next. I have to see what what's out there floating <laughs> around. How about you? Well, I think the last time we spoke, I was looking at getting a second no lifetime limit business platinum card. Messed up on that and I did apply. I was not immediately denied, but for the first time ever on an Amex card, I was also not immediately approved. I was eventually denied because I missed the rule that there is a 90-day limit on when you can apply for business platinums. So although it was a no lifetime limit offer, I was inside 90 days since my last application. And unfortunately, I will not be outside of 90 days to get reapproval, reconsideration from the day because I was just over a month from when I got the last one. I did finish the minimum spend on that yesterday, although that's still impending. So I have not seen the points post. They'll probably post right around the new year based on what I'm seeing. But that left me with a spot for a new card. And, you know, one of the things that I've always found value from was casino status. That's what's got me started in the loyalty and travel space and the casino matches and all the fun stuff that we've done through all of the games that have been possible through that merry-go-round may not be possible for me in the future here. So I applied for the Barclays business earner card and was not approved for that one either. And so I sat and (laughs) waited and waited. And I was like, I wonder if they forgot about it because they haven't responded in a while. And I was out traveling, visited my brother over Christmas, and I was on the ATL train back to the airport. And I get this thing from Barclays saying, hey, we've updated your notice for you know, email delivery so that we're not going to be sending you a statement. I'm like, what the heck is this? And then, of course, that was their way of telling me that I'm approved for the card. So I got <laughs> I got approved for the Woo-hoo! card and it's coming. But I had, you know, one of the things, and I guess we can talk a little bit about our resolutions since that's going to be our main topic. But one of the things I didn't want to lose because I'm only a few years away from lifetime platinum status with Marriott and was that I wanted to be able to continue another year of platinum and so that I can eventually, a few years from now, get to lifetime status and not have to worry about them again. Because I do use them enough. I find it valuable. There are things that provide value from that platinum status. But I ended up not having enough time to cancel an Amex card, apply for the one that we just talked about, which was the bevy, which was what I was going to do. So I just product changed. I do have an old Amex, I guess you could call it a legacy SPG Amex Marriott Bonvoy Mm -hmm. card. And I just upgraded that to the Brilliant card, which gave me 10 extra nights and pushed me over 50 nights with Marriott. So that gave me automatic platinum status. And then the last thing I did was I did speculatively transfer to Virgin Atlantic. I mentioned last time I had burned up all my Virgin points. And before the transfer bonus expired, there was a 30% transfer. I moved 200,000 membership rewards into 260,000 Virgin points. Although they did devalue the program for domestic Delta flights, there are still some sweet spots out there that uh, make it useful for me to hold on to these points. And again, I will not lose them. They don't expire. So having them, more of them for less will make that sting of more expensive rewards a little bit less. So does that Barclays Wyndham business earner card, is that showing up as an inquiry on your personal credit score? Is the card showing up? Have it you did looked? not. 
It did not hit it did and not. it did not hit the normal application. A lot of times I get, you know, things from Amex, Chase, Discover, and LifeLock. I get all yeah. the notices that that has hit. It did not hit for that one. So I'm not sure exactly what happened if they're doing something like Amex or where you, once you've been a customer and you have a couple of their cards, if they're not pulling, I don't think that's a data point I've seen before, but I have not actually gone and checked. I just know I didn't get the normal barrage of notices when I go to apply for a card like I normally do. Because I know my Barclays AA business card, it did show up. It showed on my personal credit report Yours and mine as, both. It's as a new card for <laughs> that both two years. So yeah, we applied around the nervous. same time for that card. And I, I do recall that they were doing that for a while because there was some back and forth about whether it actually hit your personal account at the time you and I applied for those cards. Cause I think we were only a few months apart on those applications mm-hmm. that it did hit that one, but I've heard recently that they are not interesting. Because remember, I'm in that earning stage here, so I need well, some business and there cards. there are some interesting plays with that if you get into the Vacasa stuff, which I have not booked yet myself, but I'm looking at for the future because I see some opportunities to get some value out of that for some of the travel. Like I mentioned before, we got started by booking a lot of vacation rentals, not hotels. So hotel status we started going to because we saw opportunities to get suites, but when you can book straight into a two or three bedroom vacation rental with full kitchen, laundry and everything. I know that's not everybody's immediate desire to do all that stuff themselves, but we do enjoy having those facilities right in our our unit. So there are some neat things you can do with that. And I hope to be able to do something there. Okay, so our highlight feature, our 2024 award travel resolutions. So these aren't like your full lifetime things to lose 20 pounds, color my hair, eat, work out, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 whatever. This is what we're going to do to make our award travel life better and whatnot. So I see that you say that you don't do resolutions. So I I don't really do them either. I like to say they're goals because it (laughs) puts it in a more positive, positive light that it's like, this is something I want to do that I hope to achieve. It's it's not the negative thing. I must lose 25 pounds, which actually is more than that. But this is more, I would like something to be this. So my first one is I need to update and start using more of the features of Award Wallet because I know I am so underutilizing that, that program. I, I'm having an issue at the moment with it, which I need to get resolved first before I can do anything where... You have, I've got two factor authentication on it and it logged me out on both my iPad and my phone. I can get into it on my desktop, but I can't get into it on mobile. Well, I kind of really need to be able to be able to get in it on mobile so that I can use it while I'm traveling and I can't get the two factor authentication to work. So I got to get that first fixed first. Number one, that's the first resolution. And then I just need to go look at all those other things that it does. You know, I every time I open it up and it tells me, oh, you have these undiscovered, we've discovered these loyalty accounts in your email. I'm like, ignore, ignore. I don't have time to deal with you at the moment. I need to deal with those. So that's my first one. What's your first one? My first one is- Your first goal. My first goal, I guess, if you want to say as such, because I'm really about continuous improvement. And that's why I've never been about these 
resolutions because it's like you're making a wholesale change. I like to just kind of steady making changes unless there's something that is drastically going wrong, then you make you change course. But otherwise, if things are going pretty well, right in the right direction, you just keep improving on that is the way I like to see it. So that some things I would like to improve on what I'm doing is to be a little bit more specific about how I'm tracking some of the different cards and credit. Because like you at one point, my premium card tally has gotten pretty hefty over the past year mm-hmm. again. We'll get into this more next week in next week's episode as we tally up our balances and finals for 2023 and what we've earned. But the amount of credit cards that I've applied for, or as I just mentioned, I upgraded the Amex Marriott Bonvoy card to a brilliant. That goes from a $95 card to a $650 card. There are credits that sort of offset some of that. But, you know, there are, you know, that's an added expense right up front. So I need to be using some of these credits better. I need to make sure that I'm getting the value out of them and cutting cards, some of the cards loose that I'm just not really getting value out of anymore. Yeah, that's kind of my second goal as well as I want to do. I started this at one point, a spreadsheet that kind of listed, you know, here's the card, here's the annual fee, here are the credits. And you know, making a note of the dates here. I used it for this. I used it for this. You know, in the case of a hotel, a hotel card that has a free night certificate, what, how much did that hotel really go for? You know, was it a good value? You know, so far I know in my brain that I have certainly gotten more value out of my $49 IHG card with the free nights that I've gotten, but I, I, I want to see it kind of in black and white. I want to put it on a spreadsheet and say, okay, I've paid out this much, but this is how much value I've gotten out of it. And it's the same thing. And then, you know, making certain that I'm using all the credits that something isn't, I don't want to cause myself stress on December 20th, realizing that, oh my gosh, I never used my Ritz credit for the year. I, I think somebody was even posting today in the group that, okay, I've got still have my $300 Ritz credit for the year. I just bought a t- plane ticket or seat assignments and it hasn't posted yet. And I'm like, well, dude, it's, <laughs> it's December 29. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't wait to the last possible second. So I kind of want to do the same thing. I want to put together a spreadsheet, you know, the, the accountant brain there and actually see it in black and white so I can track it and know which ones need to stay and which ones need to get kicked to the curb. So I, I know with some of the the bonuses and and credits. And then the points that when we factor in the points into everything that I'm coming out ahead. So that's why I've never really stressed on it. But when you look at it and say, okay, am I really coming out? If I'm not coming out ahead for each card, is should I be holding that card? Because if I'm just breaking even, then that was money that I spent, which also means that it's consuming uh, brain power, which is a cost as well. So if I'm- exactly. You know, trying to manage a card that I'm not really getting extra value out of. And a lot of the reason I've been able to get extra value is that we had, you know, some of these enhanced referral offers. So if I don't have enhanced referral offers then anymore, what what am I going to do? Because that's where some of the earnings, you know, and again, we'll get into that more next week. But, you know, if I'm not earning the points off of those cards, if I'm not generating points from, you know, whatever the bonus categories are, what's the point in keeping the card? You know, I have to, there better be a status or some other value play behind it. Otherwise, I need to cut it loose. Right. The next thing that 
another goal, and this kind of ties into the, the card you just got, I would really like to look into the casino matching for purposes of getting the free cruises. P2 even said something about me about that, that he's like, really, we can get free cruises. I'm like, yeah, it's a thing. I said, but I've never really looked into it because we just don't have time to take advantage of these things. We have a hard enough time using all the free night certificates from hotels. I'm not going to, I'll, I'm not going to start taking cruises without you. But as you know, we start, you know, he starts cutting back. He starts looking towards retirement, you know, in the not too distant future. I'd kind of like to maybe get on that casino match free cruise wheel. So maybe I need to get that Barclays Wyndham earner business card to start that. Mm -hmm. So I need to, my goal is to learn about that and actually start it. And I think Justin is going to talk about stuff like that when he comes to our meetup in April. So that would be really good timing for for this. Yeah, Justin, if you haven't listened to our podcast, past episode. Justin uh, was one of our past podcast guests and uh, does a lot of stuff with casino casino loyalty and parlays some of that into free cruises. As a matter of fact, I don't know if he just got back. I think he just did, but he did a 10-day cruise throughout the Caribbean and looked like some stunning places he got to visit. All for the cost of one of these cruises is usually some port fees, so a few hundred dollars of port fees. Your food is covered. Your, your travel is covered. You get to see some cool destination. You know, there are some opportunities. I remember I flew out to San Diego just before the pandemic closed everything down all the way to go to a little known Indian casino that was able to get us cruise that I ended up getting for both actually me. And then we later traveled out and I got one for my wife and then the pandemic closed everything down yeah. and we never used it and died. But. It was something that, you know, there are definitely opportunities to do some cool things out there. And I know Justin is dives into a lot of that stuff. And there, there are plays that can be had that, you know, the, that casino match and that casino status will give you the opportunity to do, again, things that you wouldn't have expected it to do without having a path to that. And this Barclays card, the reason you want to get that, it's by the way, the Wyndham business earner. They have a partnership with Caesars and Caesars will match the Wyndham diamond status to Caesars diamond status. You can actually get a four night uh, comp stay at the Atlantis Bahamas as well. So if you're looking to go there, you can get into their water park. A lot of people use it there for just the cost of their resort fees, which are like 65 bucks or so a night. So for 65 bucks a night, you get yourself a room as well as water park entrance to the entire Atlantis resort. And that's for a family of four. So you can do that and use your status status that way. All for a $95 card, which also then gives you this card itself doesn't, but with the Caesar status, you also get a $100 celebration dining credit, which doesn't require you to actually stay at a, a Vegas or Caesars property. Okay. It's on my list. What's your next goal? Uh, my next goal is to, it's, again, ties to the credit cards. So is to make sure that some of these other lesser known perks are being used too. And I, I've got to start finding a way, you know, with multiple platinum and business platinum, gold, business gold cards, there's all these different little individual credits like the Walmart Plus or the Clears and all this. And, you know, so many of us have multiples of these cards where we could have multiple priority pass or multiple 
Walmart Plus or multiple clear credits. And I need to find a way to help out family or do something. So I'd like to, you know, give, give away some of this stuff and not let it go to complete waste because what is award travel if not for maximizing? Well, and that's the other thing to put on the spreadsheet because so I just, I have a new data point. I applied to renew my global entry on November 26th. I know it was Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend and my son and daughter-in-law were here and they, my son was saying he needed to renew his and she's never had it. And I'm like, I know I've got a zillion credits. Let me see what cards I have actually used it on. Well, it was actually kind of a process to try and figure out which cards I had that on. But so I used one for me. They have not taken me up on two of them that I have for them. And I, I think two days later, I got the conditional approval subject to an interview to renew my global entry. Well, I just got an, and I scheduled a local interview for sometime mid January. And I just got an email today. They're like, Oh yeah, whatever. You're fully approved here. You're good. <laughs> okay. Awesome. But I need to know, you know, of those cards, which one did I, you know, sell to a friend? Which one did I actually use for me? Which one did I use for my husband? Which one is still available to use since, you know, especially with the global entry credits, you only get those once every four years. So you don't want to, I can't remember what I did a, a year ago, much less what I did three years ago to know exactly. which card I used yep. it for. So I have to do that. So my next two goals, they, they both are on the personal side, but they really do tie into travel as well. I need to clean up both my Google photos and my um, email accounts. I have, I want to say eight different Gmail accounts and I have signed up for every loyalty program that there possibly is out there, which is why Word Wallet keeps telling me that, you know, oh, you haven't discovered, you know, here we've discovered more loyalty programs. Do you want to start tracking them? But I get, that means I get so much garbage email, you know, from, you know, sign up to get 15% off of this. I need to go through, unsubscribe and clean all that up because I know I'm missing important things that are coming through an email because I've just, there's too much noise. I did set up a dedicated travel account and I have all of my loyalty accounts go strictly straight to that one. I tried doing the trick where, you know, email plus one or something to have it go to a separate folder. But there were some programs that that aired out. They wouldn't recognize that extra little plus in the email address. So this just made it a whole lot easier to set up an entirely new travel-related account. But there's a lot of garbage in that as well. The same thing with Google Photos. You know, I do screenshots of things all the time and it automatically backs up. Well, I want to go through, get rid of all the garbage, and then go through all of my different trips and actually make, you know, albums within Google Photos and then, you know, hey, maybe even actually print some <laughs> and put them on the wall and look at it in the new house that I'm going to have, right, that I need to decorate. So I need to make room in my Google Photos for more memories because it's getting kind of full and I'm starting to get the message that says, you're going to need to buy more storage soon. So yeah. it's becoming a little bit of a, okay, I'll deal with it. Yep. So any more goals for you, award travel related? I think in general is to be a little bit more purposeful with my time. Is I spend a lot of time on award travel and award travel 101 and uh, just travel and loyalty programs searching. And sometimes I get lost going down rabbit holes and I would like to be a little bit more purposeful with my time. And that way I'm not 
willing time that I could get, you know, things useful done and just uh, shut Instagram down or shut Facebook down or shut some of these <laughs> different things and say, hey, I'm going to get this this work done instead of answering this question or going and searching for this award seat or going down some kind of rabbit hole. I want to be more p- purposeful in what I do. And that way I can not only be better for my family, but better within the community and making sure that the people who are asking questions and want answers from me are getting better answers from me that are not, you know, I'm all over the place because I'm trying to do 50 different things at once. That's a good goal. I guess I should do that too. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, I don't have anything further. Let's uh, jump into the tip of the week and wrap it up. So you know, comes to the end of the year, it's time for reflections so that you can make your goals for the next year. So one of the things that you should do is take a look at your current card portfolio. Is it fitting the your needs now? Does it meet the trip goals that you have? Do you have the cards that are going to get you the travel that you want? Are you using the cards for how you spend your money? Take some time to look at it and ensure you're using all the credits and benefits and have a strategy to get you where you want to go. You know, a lot of times when you start out this hobby, you have one set of goals and then all of a sudden things evolve as you learn more and you start doing things. You know, you might start out, you want to take one trip a year with your family, you know, in economy, you want to go to Disney World. Well, then all of a sudden you're like, well, the heck with that. I want to go to Europe for two weeks and I want to take everybody and fly business class. So assess what you have, see what needs to change and or what's good. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. That's exactly, you know, <laughs> it, it definitely is something that I need to do a little bit more now with the card portfolio having added to. I basically carried around the same amount of cards for the past few years. This past year added a lot of cards. And again, I need to evaluate that, make sure that the value is there for me and my use. What my use is, is not going to match Angie's or yours as a listener, but we want to make sure that we're earning, we're burning, and we're doing so in a way that best fits our needs. Exactly. So with that, Angie, Where can everyone find us? You can always find us in the 100,000 plus member group, Award Travel 101 on Facebook. And if you're interested in more intermediate and advanced strategies, check out Award Travel 201. Or if you'd like to book time with our team, check out Award Travel 101 for specific consulting questions, whether it's developing a credit card strategy, teaching you how to do award searches, or basically go over what award travel is and what the different steps are. You can also email us at contactawardtravel at gmail.com. And if learning in person is more your style, our next meetup is located in San Antonio, Texas on April 26th through the 28th. It's currently sold out, but there is a wait list and you can hop on that wait list because people's plans change. We do recommend go ahead and book the hotel now though because it's fiesta and it will sell out then it's going to be a lot of fun yeah i'm looking forward to it there should be uh, great speakers great interactions great opportunities for members to socialize with each other and meet others in this space who enjoy doing what they do and getting more value from these programs so with that 
Angie, thank you for joining us for another podcast episode. We want to thank everybody for supporting the War Travel 101 podcasting community, and we'll catch you next time. Happy New Year. Bye.